Boston College football has had two straight seasons with a first-round draft pick. On today's show, I'm going to tell you why Christian Mahogany is going to make it three straight seasons in 2024. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. It's more NFL draft talk today, but I'm telling you folks, this isn't about reviewing the past year's draft. This is moving forward. I am going to project to you some news about the 2024 draft, and I'm going to give you one big projection for a player that's returning to BC. Now, if you've been a fan of this podcast, you know Christian Mahogany is uh, one of our favorite guys to talk about here on Locked on BC. Uh, he missed the 2022 season after hurting his knee in an off-season injury, and he's back. He came back to practice this spring, did not play in the spring game, which I think it was more like load management and why risk it, right? But as as we have said, he is not only one of the best guards in the ACC, arguably the best, he's one of the best interior offensive linemen in the country. And so we have we have had a, a nice run here at BC with two straight years of players going in the first round. You saw Zay Flowers last year, this year, excuse me, going to the Baltimore Ravens, and the guard Zion Johnson going to the Los Angeles Chargers. So, the, you know, on yesterday's show, we looked at how the Eagles have earned the reputation from the athletic as being development. You <clears throat> Christian Mahogany is a, a perfect example of what this, what this means. A guy coming out of um, New Jersey who was under recruited, didn't have a huge offer list and has progressed year after year to becoming one of the most dominant guards. And I argue he will be one of the top guards drafted in 2024. So when you're looking at mahogany, the big question then remains, will he, is he, is he going to be the same guy that he was in 2021? And I can't answer that. Only he can answer that. Right. If he is healthy, this is a guy six, three, six, four, three, 20 plus pounds, a physical monster at the guard position, he puts together, if he can go out there and the scouts that he can do what he did in 2021, he will be a first round draft pick. He will be in the talk for the best guard in the country. He'll be all American and we will be talking about mahogany. And, and this doesn't even get into what he will do for that offensive line because he will solidify half of that offensive line, just being out there. I'm talking just the draft. I'm looking at what he could bring next year. There's going to be, there's going to be teams that are going to want him. Now, the biggest question mark other than health is plays interior offensive line. The guard position in the draft, as we saw this year is not as valuable 
as valued as the tackle or some of those other skill positions. And when we're looking at what they could do, what they, what BC could provide, you know, what, what mahogany could bring out there. You have to wonder if he, he, what level he will have to play at to earn himself a first round draft pick. But I go back to this folks. BC's had three off three first round draft picks in the last, what, five, six years. What has two of them been? That's right. A guard, Chris Lindstrom, Zion Johnson. And I would argue that Christian Mahogany is as good. If he's healthy, will be as good as either of them. He's that talented. So if he, he puts this together, this type of season that we think he's capable of, he's going to put his, he's going to get some eyeballs out there. And what I, what I'm really interested is in the narrative is going to go out there too. The narrative is going to help him. Right. Because what are, what are you going to hear about on every single broadcast of BC last year's offensive line was bad. They were terrible. Think about what it will look like for him and what he what he can present to NFL teams if all of a sudden the worst offensive line in college football last year is now good because he's back. That is gonna scouts are gonna notice that the the announcers are gonna show they're gonna shout it out and NFL teams are gonna pay attention to that. So I'm really interested to see what he does because. You know, he he is a BC success story through and through. Christian Mahogany last year, I I mean, I go back to that spring game. Like, if you were to ask anyone here, what's one thing that you spring game in the last 10 years? I bet you most people who are paying attention and actually watched it will have the same answer. It was him doing the keg stand last year (laughs) during the spring game. I, I mean, for me, that was that was a big one, right? That was something that was really funny. It really got a lot of folks attention. And, and I think that, you know, like something that we all laughed and and had a good time about. Right. But it's his play on the field that will dictate what he does and how he kind of um, presents and does out there. So in our second segment, I want to look at some of the other names Look at guys that are not Christian Mahogany and talk about what their draft potential are going to be in 2024. Into those in just a moment. But before I do that, let me tell you about our good friends over at Bill Bar. Bill Bar is, if you're looking for a delicious snack, but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever. Built. You got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, then you need to try Built Bar and the amazing, I, I mean, the Built Puffs are, are like a dream. They, they're healthy and they taste amazing. They're soft. They're delicious. They have some great flavors out there. My favorite cookie dough uh, puff is out there right now. You check that one out and check that out as well. Um, but if you like, if you, if you don't, if you need to get a built bar right now, if you don't have time to wait for built to, to ship them to you, I got some good news for you. You can head to Walmart. You can head to Sam's club because they have them in store. You can go to your local Walmart and you can get yourself a four box bar, a box 
of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. Sam Clubs has the 13 bar box. So just one that is close to you, order them or go to built.com and you're going to get a great deal. This is This is on age black. Hopefully our uh, they're enjoying today's episode. If you have not done so already, subscribe to our YouTube channel and make sure that you are getting all of our podcasts sent directly to you. Now, we are going to talk about some players that could get drafted other than Christian Mahogany. And the first name that pops into my mind is Donovan Azaraku. Now, Donovan Azaraku, I saw, was it CBS Sports? They had their over, uh, over exaggerate, um, overreactions to the spring. And CBS Sports put out a, um, for BC, that their overreaction was that Donovan Azaraku would lead uh, BC, uh, lead the ACC in sacks this year. And I don't know if that's an overreaction, folks, right? Like he was one off last year and he was only a sophomore, right? So if he continues to improve, if he becomes dominant, could Donovan Nazaraku become a the next, like, you know, could he be a draft pick? Absolutely. He's got a lot of the intangibles. Like, one of the big knocks on some of the guys that haven't been able to get drafted from BC is like, what do they do that's different? Donovan Nazaraku has, I think if when he gets tested, when he gets to um to a combine or a pro day, I think his speed and size will get him. Uh, more noticed. So he's one guy that I, I really am interested to see. And, you know, he has another year. Like if he could decide like next year, he wants to come back, but if he leaves the ACC in sacks, it might behoove him to go to the NFL draft. So he's one name I'd watch for. Another name I watch, I'd watch for too is Ryan O'Keefe, the new transfer from UCF. Now O'Keefe is coming from a, um, a spread offense to more of a pro style offense, which should help him in the eyes of NFL draft Knicks. Uh, he has elite speed. We didn't get to see it this spring, but wait till you see what he can do on the field. I'm not going to call him Zay flowers because I don't think that's fair to just compare anyone to Zay. I think Zay may be a one in a lifetime wide receiver at BC, but this kid is going to do some special things with his feet. He is uh spe- he does special teams, which Believe me, a lot of NFL coaches like. Um, and he's had what, 150 receptions over the last two years. As you know, they get him the ball, they showcase him in an ECC offense. Ryan O'Keefe could be a name that I think will be attractive to, co- to coaches. I mean, like, look at what Zay did, right? O'Keefe has elite speed as well. I don't know what he, I will have to wait to see what it looks like in terms of like on the field and turn, you know, like against other elite you know, ACC defenses, but a good season from Ryan O'Keefe may really push him up and give BC honestly uh, with, with mahogany and potentially as three really solid options in the NFL draft. So I I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do other names. I mean, after that, Elijah Jones, Elijah Jones is a six, one, um, cornerback who's played 
ever for BC. I mean, he's been, I think he's had, I think he's up to, I think Mitch put up like 3000 snaps or, I mean, not 3000 snaps, but he's put up a ton of snaps, right? He's another guy that I could see getting drafted, like good size, good, good physical cornerback. Up round, you know, um, draft. I don't, I don't, I don't, he'd have to do a lot to do that. I mean, but could he get himself in the top seven? Sure. I could definitely see Elijah Jones. He's another name I'd like to watch for. And and my last name, and, and there's others out there. These are just some that really popped off. And and, and uh, if I'm leaving guys out, it's not to knock them. But the last one that kind of intrigues me as well is George Takis. Now, the big key for Takis is going to be health. And a healthy tight end with his size that can catch the ball will get some attention. Now we saw Hunter long get drafted. We saw um, the wide tight end after him not get drafted. And I think he's in the XFL or USFL now. Takis after last year would never have gotten like, it just wouldn't have happened. You wouldn't have seen him like he, he just, I mean, the poor guy, like if you remember the Notre Dame game, he was playing on like one leg. He needs a healthy season, but if he has a healthy season, he's a big, big dude. Um, And if he puts together, like if he can, especially if he can showcase that he can catch the ball, because we've seen in in Notre Dame, especially he, he did, he did an excellent job at Notre Dame blocking. If he can show that he can catch the ball, that might get some attention and he maybe end up getting himself some later round love. So those are some names. I'm sure I missed a few, you know, someone like Cam Arnold, um, uh, you know, I, I'm probably thinking of some other guys that uh, may also be attractive, you know, guys like Kyle Hergel. Kyle Hergel could be someone that could jump up. But I just wanted to kind of give you an overview of some of the, the names that I would watch for. Now, in terms of who could get drafted next, I I, I do think that Donovan Azaraku would be the after Mahogany, the next one. But don't I mean, don't don't rule out what Ryan O'Keefe can do. We're going to wait to see what he does in this offense with uh, Moorhead or Thomas Castellanos, the new quarterback. We'll have to wait and see what he does, but um, I'm, I'm really intrigued with that as well. Now, in terms of recruiting, I want to make sure that you guys are aware of one name. Javon Antonio is a transfer from Northwestern State. He has visited BC. He's 6'4". He's a wide receiver. He's been on campus. He's also been getting a lot of a lot of attention lately. I saw BYU for him, and I saw good old good old coach Dion offered him as well. So I think he's a name to watch for. I think BC's in good shape with him, but we'll have to wait to see what happens with them. Okay, but we'll have to wait and see. And and um, he is he could be another name in that transfer portal. Uh, the transfer portal has closed across college football. There's been a few late names and it's all kind of like paperwork stuff. Like you, if you follow like NCAA transfer portal on Twitter, there's been some new names that pop up, but that's because of just like a late, like a late, um, addition. It's, it's just like paperwork kind of thing. And so, uh, you may, I think BC is done in terms of losing players. I don't think there's a, any other players other than Sean Battle since the end of spring football that'll enter the portal. But I think BC is going to continue to be active. 
you know, I have a new name up on Eagle Inside. I'm going to keep that one under the paywall. So if you want to go check that out, I have the name up there right now. I think it's the lead story. Check that out. And then Drew Adams in our comment section. Remember, on YouTube, when we go live, hit, make sure you hit that bell so you know we go live. Come talk, chat with us. I do respond to a lot of the listeners. So the question is... What about Matt, uh, Henry Hasselbeck with the new quarterback from the portal? Will he be less interested? No, I, I think I don't. I think if you just envision the way that this is kind of set up in the, in terms of the depth chart, just just basically remove Peter Delaportis from the depth chart in terms of the order and plug in Thomas Castellanos. Like he's got the same amount of available. He has probably one less year of eligibility but like he's going to basically be that same guy. It's not like you're bringing in uh, like a lock-in four-year starter that's going to like block him. So I, I don't think that impacts ha- ha- Hasselbeck at all. And interestingly enough, I, I did say I have a, a crystal ball in for Henry Hasselbeck, quarterback from, uh, from Zavarian Brothers in Massachusetts and son of Matt Hasselbeck. I've seen BC offering a bunch of new 24 quarterbacks. Um, I'm keeping my eye on that. Um, I still feel pretty good that they're going to land Henry Hasselback, but they're big board open. They're fill in the, and they're doing the right thing, right? They're adding guys in as other players commit elsewhere. So there's been a bunch and we have them all up on Eagle insider. If you want to follow along there, but thank you. Okay. Marty party says about the draft, not sold on Takis or Jones, unless they have breakout years. I don't think Elijah Jones needs to have a breakout year. Um, I think he had a really good solid end of last year. Takis definitely. I, th- I agree with you there. I, I just, I, I'm thinking if he is healthy, he could have a breakout here, but we'll have to wait to see. And then football fan says, who will be the first halfly recruited draft pick? That's going to be Donovan Azaraku. Um, If you're asking first round draft pick, um, I don't see, I don't see one yet. Um, we'll have to wait to see who he develops. I mean, it could, if, if Azaraku like, what if he has like a breakout season this year? Like he really gets up there and then stays and has a bigger year. Maybe it'll be him. But like right now, I don't see a guy that I would say is like a first round draft pick. All right. In our final segment, going to look at some big news for uh, lacrosse, some bad news for baseball, even though they didn't play and some other things that have been popping up on BC. We'll get into that in just a moment. This is Locked On BC AJ Black. Let's let's kick this off with some lacrosse news because as we said uh, just the other day, the women's lacrosse team won the school's first ACC championship since 2007, which is um, if you're just getting into BC sports, tells you how dire things are because it, that was men's soccer. I'm talking the school itself. They had not won an ACC championship in over 15 years, but when women's lacrosse did it and Acacia Walker Weinstein was named coach of the year for, for the second time in her career after riding their first ever ACC title. Uh, she uh, is now 170 and 51 in 11 seasons in, with the Eagles and has 52% of this program's victories. Build a statue to this woman. She is one of the best coaches out there, um, and she's done a great job. But it wasn't just Walker Weinstein that got got the accolades uh, this week. 
Bell Smith earned Midfielder of the Year honors. Sidney Scale was named Defender of the Year. And Shade Dolce was named Freshman of the Year. Dolce is the first uh, freshman since Colby Stanwick in 2012 to be named Freshman of the Year. She is 12-2, and two, boasting a 8.64 goals against average and a 470 save percentage. Uh, she leads the country in freshman and basically every goalie. Um, uh, statistic, but this is great. BC women's lacrosse is one of the best programs in BC history, and they continue to build. And there are, there are, there, they're a, um, they're a freight train right now, and they'll find out what their next step is going to be when they uh, find out they're seating an opponent on the selection show on Sunday at 9 p.m. on ESPN. Sure, you check that out. Now, baseball. Baseball finished, you know, they had a two, uh, three game series against Clemson. They lost two out of, they slipped to 19th in the poll. I saw a low, um, I think it was baseball America, uh, D1 baseball. They had their um, pro- postseason projections, basically like bracketology, right? Bracketology out for baseball. Base, uh, BC baseball, according to the bracketology, would not host anymore. Like for the last like four or five weeks, for like one of the host teams, and the um, lo- newest projection has them uh, going to stores that go to Connecticut. Who, oh God, I don't think I don't think BC needs to play Connecticut again. And so, you know, I think that's one thing to watch for. But b- bad news also was that um, they play this week. They had two, like, basically local games against um, you, uh, not UMass Lowell, Bryant and Merrimack. And they did not get to play either of those games. Those would have been two easy wins for them. They're canceled. They're not going to get played. That's tough news. You just want the rack up the wins so they don't have that and then this weekend they're going to get their next um they get to play their next weekend of games against and i have it right in front of me wake which is going to at wake forest um my god this is going to be the toughest series bc plays their number two wake forest is a freaking um they're a truck right now they are very very good and the thing that worries me about BC baseball in this game is that BC's hitting has basically kind of bailed out some of the pitching lately. Wake Forest's offense is insane. Every time I turn on a game, they've got guys loading the bases, hitting home runs. If BC's pitching staff does not have their a game against the demon Deacons, this could be an ugly weekend. Um, And BC needs to have some sort of momentum. So I don't know what, what would be a realistic goal for this weekend, but one, two wins. We'll have to wait and see. So this is AJ Black. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm I'm cutting out here. So I got some good news for you folks. I got new internet in tomorrow. I got them kind of installed, bigger bandwidth, all the goodies here. So uh hopefully all the little like glitchy stuff, I hope it'll be gone by tomorrow. <laughs> um, because I got I, I ordered the I ordered the primo brand. The primo bandwidth. So no issues coming up, hopefully. Thank you all so much. We'll be back again tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter at AJ Black. For all you everydayers, thank you all so much. Take care, everyone. See you soon.